I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. everyone how are we how's it going i just got spray tanned i'm baked i'm cooked glow by flow shout out to glow by flow that's who gives me my spray tans she comes to my home she sets up a tent my dog barks the entire time and then she skeets out in her little Jeep Cherokee. I love that glow by flow. If you're in LA, look her up. She'll give you a killer spray tan. I got spray tan because tomorrow I leave for Atlanta to go and direct another comedy special for Heather McMahon. I'm so excited. And you know, when I'm directing, I still like to represent myself as super femme. I, I love having a spray tan. I love picking out my outfits for the occasion. And it's just who I am. It's what I like to do. And that does make me think about Britney Spears and so many women out there being super femme and also being large and in charge. You know what I'm saying? So uh, cheers to Brittany. Cheers to me. Cheers to Heather McMahon. Cheers to every woman out there doing it for themselves. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so while I sit here smelling of spray tan, I want to get into a couple of things that we talked about last episode. I got some messages where people said, Jen, Brittany was actually up for the notebook. You said it wasn't really between Brittany and Rachel McAdams. And it was Jen, the casting director, said so themselves. Guys, come on. We have to read between the lines. What I'm saying is, yes, could it have been between Brittany and Rachel McAdams? Yes, sure. Their names are up on the board. But the second Rachel McAdams walked in and did that audition, we all know it was hers. And this is coming from a Britney Spears fan. We all know it. Okay. We don't have time to get into the, I don't think so. They didn't sit in a room and fight for hours about whether or not it should be Rachel McAdams 
or whether it should be Britney Spears. We all know whose role it was because the universe had to give us the moment at the MTV Movie Awards when Rachel McAdams ran into Ryan Gosling's arms and they kissed on stage. Not only, not only is that one of the greatest moments in entertainment till very recently, till, till Ryan Gosling was Ken in Barbie, he had not had a better performance. He had not had a better performance. Any nomination that he was given, any any accolades, any attention that he got from his career, what we were really saying was thank you for picking Rachel McAdams up into your arms, kissing her, and then carrying her over to the podium to accept your award for best kiss. That's it. That's it. Lights out. Thank you so much. That's what happened. So I'm just saying that 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 Brittany, yes, she went in. She gave a great audition. Yes, she was a contender. But the role wasn't hers. That's what I'm saying. We all know this, guys. You watch both auditions. Both are available to you. We know whose role it was. You know, Brittany did say that she thought, you know, if she had played that role, she would have been in that time period because she ended up, she didn't know, but she was very method. You know, she she was Daniel Day-Lewis. She was Daniel Day-Brittany. And I love that. And that does check out. It does check out because when we're going to talk about chapters 15 through 20 today, I just want to say she talks a lot about how she is an empath and she feels things deeply. And I've been talking about this for years about Brittany. She is very sensitive to the energy around her. And this is going to thread through to the to future episodes. Because when we get into the conservatorship in the book, I strongly believe that Brittany had, she would have had a challenging time no matter what but because she is an empath and she doesn't use that word. She uses other words to describe how, I mean, she said, I, if someone is feeling a certain way, a bunch of states over, she could probably feel it. She's very sensitive to the, to energy and she absorbs what's around her. I believe that being surrounded by darkness and people abusing her, telling her, you know, I am Britney Spears now and saying, you know, her dad saying things about her, her body, her, her, you know, her, her team telling her what to do, the therapist that she hated, all of these things that she started to, to be a prisoner in her own mind. Like it was taking her down. And this also threads all the way back the breakup with Justin. And it is where we start in chapter 15 today. Because once Justin, this positive energy, even though, you know, we all have our issues with how he handled the breakup and certain things, but they were very happy together. And more than that, Brittany was happy and felt safe around his family. And so once she didn't have that energy around her, she didn't know who she was anymore. And she had mentioned that in interviews after her breakup with Justin. And at other times she said this in Brittany on the record, on the record, for the record, 
I can't remember. Guys, it's the spray tan. It's taken my, my brain cells away. But she had mentioned that, that her identity, she didn't know who she was anymore. And I'm going to say something. I can relate. I can relate. I am highly affected by the energy of people around me. I have also worked on this in my adult years of not just jumping on to what everyone else is feeling. If, you know, if my family members are in a good mood, I'm in a good mood. If my families are in a bad mood, I'm in a bad mood. It, it some people are more sensitive to that. And I, and I am, I am, I'm putting my hand up. I'm willing to admit it. So I really can empathize with Brittany. I can really, really understand that. So chapter 15, let's begin. Let's get into it. Chapters 15 through 20 tonight, guys. Brittany tries to get her confidence back. Page 85, September 2002. She goes to Milan and she goes to see Donatella Versace. We all know where this is headed. The gorgeous rainbow dress. Brittany talks about it. It's maybe one of the most beautiful looks that Brittany has ever worn the the entire thing so gorgeous. She was supposed to sing. She didn't feel like it. Donatella's like, let's relax. Don't worry about it. We'll just put on your rendition of rock and roll. It'll be fine. I love Donatella. And she gives Brittany this amazing, um, amazing night and experience. And I do feel as though that this was Brittany's time to still be Brittany. And she was in the, an in-between phase of her life after this breakup. She wanted to get her mojo back, and she tried. And, you know, once again, how simply this book is written. I just love lines like this. Lenny Kravitz was there. All these cool people, period. Loved it. Love that so much. You guys, Brittany felt the ick before the ick was a thing. Before the ick was a thing, Brittany got the ick from a guy she tried to sleep with. She was like, I'm going to have a one night stand with this guy. He gets in the car with her and she said she can't even remember what the ick was. She doesn't use the, the term ick, but he does something, something that she can't remember. And she's like, "Ugh, he's got to get out of the car. She kicks him out of the car. And I love that she says, now that I'm a mother, I would never do that to anyone <laughs> because she's picturing her poor sons being kicked out of a car in the middle of nowhere. But I do love that Brittany has these gut reactions. And we've seen her have these these uh, these moments where it just you can see it written all over her face where she's feeling one way. And suddenly she's feeling a different way. And she says, absolutely not. She does have she's got she's got a gut. She knows she can check it out and she knows how she feels. And I love that she was feeling this guy. Suddenly she wasn't, couldn't even remember what it was. And he had, he had to go. The cheating, the cheating with Justin, the fact that she never brought it up in all of those years, in all of those years, you guys, she could have said something and in this day and age, people taking shots this way, that way, actually, no, that's not how it happened. This is actually what happened. I mean, we're watching Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner and all of their ups and downs. They seem like they've figured it out, but they definitely, they were out there talking about it. And, 
And Brittany never said a word. She was like, okay, you're going to shame me. You're going to shame me. No one would believe me anyways. And he was out there in Hollywood crying on everyone's shoulder and sleeping with six or seven women, says Brittany. And here she was in Louisiana, she said, just absolutely shut off to the world and Justin's in Hollywood running around. But she never said anything. I was trying to go back to when I was, you know, 19, 20, 21, and being in serious relationships for, you know, that time and what you could say is a serious relationship and having cheated on someone and then finding out that that person cheated on me and me acting like, how could they do this? Sick to my stomach but never really registered my own cheating. Like I, I like it was like, ah, well, that was nothing. But I, I'm trying, I don't even have the correct words. It's only a feeling. And I, I, I think what the feeling is, is, is youth and not, not that I didn't have a conscience about it, but it, it is such a funny thing of like, you can cheat on someone when you're, when you're young and not have any feeling about it. But when you find out that that person has cheated on you, it's the end of the world. And and so once again, I'm like, I can kind of relate at least to Justin in this case, because I, I think that Justin really was hurt by the Britney and weight of it all, but was not at all taking into account his own cheating if that makes sense. And, and the fact that it was weighed, I, I, I think it could have been anyone else and it wouldn't have hurt him as badly, even though Brittany said it was just a kiss. But we have to remember, Wade Robson and Justin were also good friends. And he was the director of Dream Within a Dream. He basically made Brittany look the best she's ever looked. She said in this book that it was her favorite tour. She looked feminine and strong. Wade knew how to make that happen. And I wish they could come back together as friends. I really, I feel like a lot of healing, a lot of healing could take place if Wade and Brittany had lunch and then they just danced. I, I I really believe a lot of healing could happen. Guys, I don't want to get into Britney's Instagram because I really want to focus on the book and and talk about, you know, her words, what she has given us with this book. However, when she is dancing recently, we've moved from the home, I want to call it the house lobby, but the foyer to this gym. What's going on in this gym? And there's a suitcase in the back. And and I was like, is is the suitcase unpacked in the same way in every video? So like, was this shot all in the same day? Is this a green screen? What is with the unpacked suitcase in the back of a gym? Also, it's like a public gym. Like, could we go to this gym? You know, someone knows where that gym is. You know, it's like someone 
in Calabasas or Westlake or wherever Brittany is, they know where that gym is and what that gym is. What is going on there? I'm just curious about the location. That's that's all I'm saying. I'm just curious about the location. I'm not starting any conspiracies. I'm just curious and I want to talk about it. So if you have any thoughts on the gym and the suitcase and are we doing costume changes like she's just like playing dress up and then putting clothes on and dancing around. I love it. I love it for her, but I just wanted to bring it up. Guys, something else I was right about. I just want to say I was right about it. Brittany's boobs are real. They're real. She's not lying to us. I met someone once at a at a party and they were like, no, her boobs are fake. And I know th- this because and told me this whole story. And the entire time I'm like, you really don't know because the boobs are there. They are real. Her boobs are real. They have never once presented to me as fake. And I I when I was in high school, I went on birth control and my boobs were ginormous, ginormous. And then I got off birth control my senior year, didn't like how it made me feel, got off birth control and kind of grew into myself because we're teenagers at this time. And then my boobs went down and I lost some like baby fat or what have you. And so I could show you a photo from my sophomore year to my junior year to my senior year where it look, I mean, it's like three different pairs of boobs. So can we lay off? It's called hormones. It's called growing up. She did not have a boob job. She confirmed it. I'm so proud of Brittany. She confirmed it. Her boobs are real. So as we know, Brittany is an empath. You guys, on page 90, she starts to talk about it. I've always been almost disturbingly empathetic. What people are feeling in Nebraska, I can subconsciously feel even though I'm thousands of miles away. Sometimes women's periods sync up. I feel like my emotions are always syncing up with those around me. Okay, she's feeling everything. She's had this horrible breakup. Brittany goes to Arizona. And what happens is she feels something, something that she cannot explain. She goes with a girlfriend who was dating Justin Timberlake's best friend. Is that that guy, Trace? Is that his name? And didn't he date Alicia Cuthbert? And I lived in Alicia Cuthbert's, uh, the same apartment that Alicia Cuthbert lived in, in L.A., I lived with a friend in college. We did our last semester in Los Angeles and we lived in an apartment complex that was formerly known as the Oakwoods. And we lived in apartment U321, U321. And we would get Alicia Cuthbert's mail and we were like, oh my God, she lived here. And then my friend and I went to a pilot taping a friend of ours from college got a television show and we went to the pilot taping and she was backstage and I was like, I never see this friend who was my roommate anymore, never see her. And I was like, what are the chances that all three of us are here? We have to go talk to her. And so we did. And we told her that we lived in her apartment and she laughed and it was a great moment. It felt very full circle. I was like, oh my gosh, I've officially lived in Los Angeles for far too long. But I wondered, 
is that who she went to Arizona with when they saw the aliens? Is that who it was with? You guys, we need to find out who the friend was. I 100% believe that Brittany felt the aliens. We all know they're here now. It's been confirmed. This was years ago. I think that Brittany is tapped in. Also go back. We've had past episodes where we've had people come on and talk about this with us because we we believe that Brittany, I mean, we all know she saw the ghost. She saw the ghost in her house or she said some vortex opened. Julianne Kay was on the show and she talked about this house and then Brittany never went back and she sold it. Guys, Brittany hasn't talked about this house in the book. I'm so curious. The timeline of this book overall does jump around a lot. It's not, it it seemingly moves in a in in a linear direction but but it it doesn't some things i'm like wait a second no 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 that happened before um again so many questions answered so many new questions have arisen from reading this book but she goes to arizona and she has this incredible experience with a friend and she she said i heard her voice over the wind Do you feel that? She said, she looked at me. What is that? Whatever it was, she felt it too. Her and her friend, they met an alien. And I 100% believe it. Absolutely. And what does one do after they meet an alien, feel an alien's presence? They go back to Los Angeles and they have sex with Colin Farrell. I have never been happier for my girl, Brittany, Talk about a, a a rebound romance. I used to take hot yoga. I went through a hot yoga phase and Colin Farrell did too. And he was always in class and he wore those little underwear, those that like boy shorts and no shirt. And let me tell you, he... He is a, he's an exquisite, exquisite man. And you can tell he's naughty and nice. You know, he's, he's both, he's got both going on. And so does Brittany. I can 100% understand what they had going on. Their connection makes so much sense to me. They seem very, very similar. And and she meets his family. She goes to the premiere. She talks about wearing a pajama top accidentally. And this also uh, is Brittany's way into talking about her social anxiety, which I think is one of the more interesting things and revealing things in the book, where, you know, she's talking about these challenges that she has emotionally. And you know, everyone's anxiety is different. There are different versions of it, different experiences of your own anxiety. But Brittany talks about that hers consists of surges of embarrassment. And I feel like that really threads through the book, you know, early on chapters before when she talks about walking into that glass wall, uh, window door, sliding glass door. Thank you. And 
She really does not like feeling embarrassed. And oh my God, for a person to to despise feeling embarrassed and that person being Britney Spears, who's under the microscope of the press and everyone and the world, I mean, the world just watching her every move. I mean, my heart breaks. I'm sure that intensified all of those feelings and all of those challenges that she had. I really also liked hearing about Britney's NoHo New York City apartment that once belonged to Cher. That is very cool. I feel like that's something, I mean, I certainly didn't know, wasn't really talked about. There was a time when the tabloid magazines were huge. But primarily, all of the pictures, all of the paparazzi were mostly in Los Angeles. And a lot of celebs at the time would move to New York City so they could have more privacy. I mean, now we obviously know that's not the case. I'm seeing Taylor Swift's every move in New York City. I mean, we've got Blake Lively. They're coming out of Bradley Cooper's apartment. I was like, what are we doing? I mean, I guess because is Gigi Hadid dating Bradley Cooper, but it was a it was a picture of Taylor Swift and Blake Lively coming out of Bradley Cooper's apartment. I was like, this is guys, what I just I don't know, what a crew. Is this are the they're the new romantics. Okay. But she's living in this apartment. She's trying to have a good time. And one night she has a perfect New York City night and she buys a $129 BB dress and she puts on some high heels and she goes out and she smokes some marijuana after going to a club in a, in a basement and she walks home and she goes out and she stands on her balcony overlooking all of New York City and she was one with New York. Yes, Brittany. Brittany had her moment. It makes me so happy because when when it's Brittany on the record or Brittany for the record, guys, I can't remember. I'm exhausted. Again, I'm soaked in spray tan. <laughs> but when she talked about how much she missed being in New York, and I was like, oh my God, I feel that even more now knowing and having read this where she did have at least that moment of feeling as though she was one with New York. I mean, everybody deserves a perfect New York night where you are one with the city, the city is one with you, and I'm so glad Brittany had that. And then Madonna comes over, and Madonna took over. I mean, I just, I love it. But she goes into the apartment. Brittany said it's just like becomes basically Madonna's apartment. And they connect. And Madonna is this amazing force in Brittany's life. She said she was a great influence. She gets her into Kabbalah. They give her a bracelet. Then they decide to do the MTV Music Awards together. They're going to do this performance. Brittany asks her to do a feature on In the Zone which, thank God, that's my, my favorite Britney choreography, period, hands down. It's, it's, it's up there. It's in, the to, it's in the top two. It's in the top two, top three, for sure, for sure. Here's something. Did everyone, anyone else have this question after reading this section? Britney said that every time they rehearsed that part that they would do, of the kiss is what I'm referring to, that they would do an air kiss. And then Britney was like, should I do it? 
I want to have a moment as big as my other VMA performances. So I feel like I should kiss her. Does that mean that it wasn't planned and that Britney and Madonna just felt it in the moment and Britney went for it? Can't remember. I can't, or I can't figure it out. I don't know. What do you guys think? Please share. Let me know. Let me know what you think. And all is going well. Brittany's like, okay. All right. She's making it through the breakup. She's doing the thing. And then she's told she's going to do this Diane Sawyer interview. And Diane Sawyer breaks Brittany. You guys, Diane Sawyer broke her. She said internally she snapped. We've all seen the interview many times. I mean, we see Brittany cry in a way. I mean, she says, ew, Brittany, to herself. Oh, my God. I hate the self-talk like that. Oh, my God. The poor thing. It's it's pretty terrible what, what Diane Sawyer did do to her. I, I, I And I, I also, I used to love Diane Sawyer. I had like a real Diane Sawyer obsession. I think she's absolutely stunning and beautiful. And I mean... Her blonde hair that talk about that blonde. I I mean, oh my God. And I know that she takes like a little like soup in a baggie to work every night when she did the nightly news. I don't know why I know that. I I must have seen some sort of behind the scenes video of her. Anyways, she broke Britney and she was so mean to her. And so I'm because of that, I'm taking space from Diane Sawyer. (laughs) No, I don't know. But uh, but it was really terrible. And so this is when Britney starts to like really like we're spiraling. Okay. We're we're not doing well. She said she felt herself becoming a bad person. Okay. So we're, we're on this journey. She knows it too. She, she wants to party. She goes home. Okay. She goes home to Louisiana. Guys, this is another thing that really stood out to me. She goes home to Louisiana, but why is she going home to Louisiana? She hates going home there. It is nothing but darkness, bad memories, Okay, parents fighting, dad coming home drunk. Then she goes home, the breakup, depressed. Justin shows up with the letter. She puts it underneath the bed. She can't get out of bed. Then her sister's demanding chocolate milkshakes, acting like fucking crazy, okay? So Brittany fucking hates going home. She goes home. She goes home. No, Brittany, no. So she's partying and they're like, Brittany, keep it down. What are you doing? And she's like, you know what? I can do whatever I want. This is my money. I'm leaving. Let's go to Las Vegas. So she brings the friend from home, Jason Alexander, not from Seinfeld, and they go to Las Vegas. They get so drunk. She's like, yes, so drunk. Blackout. Hello, alcohol. That's what Brittany says. I love you, Brittany. I love you. And she gets married. Something that's not in the book. So again, Brittany is picking and choosing what she's talking about. But how did this not make the book? We know this from the podcast. Lance Bass was there. Lance himself told us this on the podcast. He's there in Las Vegas. He goes, he sees Brittany. This is the night he tells Brittany that he's gay. I mean, how is this not in the book? I mean, this is, this is one of the greatest. I mean, we know this, this is public knowledge. And he's like, Brittany, it's going to be okay. I just wish that was in the book and I want more. There's so many things where I'm like, well, tell me more about that. I want to know like what you were wearing, what you were eating. How did it feel? Like what's all the behind the scenes of it all? Anyways, that did not make the book. But something she she also did say was that that night 
or on the night they got married, night three, everything was a blur. She's so drunk. But she does remember staying up late and watching Mona Lisa Smile and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay, one, these movies could not be more different. Two, I was in Mona Lisa Smile. Guys, it's my first job in Hollywood. I was an extra. I was a senior. Yes, I was a senior at Emerson College in Boston. And there was a casting and I went and I stood there and they took my photo. And then they were like, you got it. (laughs) And I felt so excited like I was chosen and then the day I got there I was like all of my friends were there and it was a humongous scene but there's a scene where there there's like a race where there's a a wooden circle and then there's a wooden stick and you push the stick the circle with the stick and it's like an old-timey game and these gals are doing an I hold the ribbon at the finish line. That's me. And I'm there. So Brittany and I are connected. She watched me and I persuaded her to go and marry the guy from her hometown. I just like knowing that I was somewhat present for that night in Brittany's life. But the, she said she was so sad. They made, they were freaking out. She's like, what's the big deal? I, I, this, this section did kind of reveal some immaturity on Britney's part. Don't be upset. We all need to read this with an open mind. And yes, it's a biography, but we can also, it doesn't mean like Britney's right about everything. You know what I'm saying? She was just like, what's the big deal? Why is everyone so mad? It's like, because you got married and you're Britney Spears and you didn't have a prenup or anything. And we don't know how fucking crazy Jason Alexander from our hometown is. Um, But luckily it all worked out and they showed up, you know, concerned and probably, you know, overreacting high energy. Let's just say high energy. Were they overreacting? Maybe just reacting, you know, I, but I do think that Brittany liked getting everyone's attention. And what is interesting though, is by getting married, you know, Brittany's saying kind of like in this pretend way, what it did was it ignited this thing inside her of wanting to, to be married for real. And that's when Kevin Fenderline enters the picture. Wolf eyes. My friend Danny calls, calls him wolf eyes. And he does. He has those wolf eyes where you're like, I, once again, I get it. I get it, Brittany. Listen, he's not my type, but I get it. And here's what Brittany loved about Kevin. He held her in a pool for hours, for hours. That's what she said. He held her in a pool for hours. Brittany probably felt like she was back in the womb. She's in the water, fully submerged in the water, and he is just holding her. That is all Britney wanted. You guys, that is all Britney Spears wants. She just wants someone to be nice to her and to take care of her. You know, there are some people out there who say like, I can't accept help. I hate accepting help. Oh my gosh, I hate when people offer help because now I have to do it myself. And you know, I just like, I can't accept help. I love accepting help. I love when people offer to help me. I love it so much. I have no problem sitting back and and watching my husband 
set up my new phone for me. I have I have zero zero qualms with that. If someone's like, "Let me do let me do the laundry." You sit down. I'm like, "Great. Thank you so much." Someone's like, "You have this problem at work?" "Oh, I have some advice. Would you like it?" I'm like, "Yes. I'll I would love that advice." And I believe that Brittany is the same way. She wants to be taken care of. And that doesn't mean she's weak. And that does not mean that she is not capable. She crushes it in so many other aspects of her life. But she's like, Jesus Christ, everyone. I bought you a house, family. Okay, I bought I bought Jamie Lynn, the the little toy Mercedes at FAO Schwartz. Okay, I I mean, I, 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 I paid for her chocolate milkshakes. Okay, I, I, I certainly helped mom and dad get divorced. I mean, she doesn't even really talk about that, but we all know she did. And she made sure her mom was going to be taken care of. And she's done all these things. And she's, she's, you know, employed all of these people. And she just wants to be held. I mean, God love her. And no wonder she fell for, for Kevin. You know, he's a dancer, very connected to his body as well. I get it. I get what was going on there. And I'm sure there was Adderall involved. That's her favorite party drug. And I bet they just danced the night away. I went to that nightclub Joseph's with my friend Jill when I first moved to Los Angeles. And there were rumors that Brittany kept going there at the time. And I went a few times to look for her. And I could never stay up late because you know what? I was not on Adderall. And I was not on cocaine. And I couldn't stay up. And I had lots of friends at the time. And they would do some of those drugs. And they would tell me how pretty I was. And then they always had to go to the bathroom and I didn't understand what was happening. And now I do. (laughs) So you live and you learn. But if your friends are just telling you that you're so pretty, so pretty, we're all so pretty, it probably means that they're on Adderall or cocaine. Just the more you know. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So then they get together she takes Kevin on the road. They're filming everything. They're having this sexy time. And she hated being on the tour. She hated the Onyx tour. That was tough to hear. But you know what? The thing is, you can kind of feel it when you watch clips from it. You can kind of tell that Brittany wasn't really into it. And 
here's, oh, guys, guys, when she talks about the knee injury, she talks about the knee injury and she's happy. She prayed that something would happen to her knee or she would have some sort of injury and then it happens. But the original knee injury happened on the set of the Sometimes video. Now, all the Britney stands out there know that Britney Spears does not like the song Sometimes. It's her least favorite song out of her own catalog. She doesn't perform it. She, she, it's, it's a no-go for Britney. Was that because she injured her knee on that music video? Is that why she doesn't like the song? Guys, have we figured it out? I remember watching an old episode of TRL. I remember watching this and she's on, she came out with, did she come out with crutches or was she in a wheelchair or she had a brace on her knee? And I remember her talking to Carson Daly and she says, I'm just really sad because I like, I want to be out there and everything's finally happening for me. And I've had to recover uh, from this knee injury. Does anyone else remember that? So that all came back to me. I feel like that is why she doesn't like sometimes. So I cracked the case. I cracked the case for all of us. But she doesn't like it. And she ends the tour early. She ends the tour early. And that's when she asks Kevin to marry her. And the wedding section in the book, there is no new information. Guys, it's this is the time when the book does frustrate me because Brittany does real bullet points of shit we already know. She's like, I got married. We wore these tracksuits and the guy's tracksuit said pimps. And I'm like, we know all this, Brittany. Hello. I drove to the valley only a couple of years ago during the pandemic when I was bored and found the house that you were married in. Okay, Brittany, we know, we know. It's a very sweet little house. It's like nothing spectacular. It's on a dead end street. It's a great little house. Um, That's the house that Brittany and Kevin made it official in. But some of the best writing happens in the chapter where she talks about being pregnant. And the very, very first line of that chapter, Brittany talks about loving sex and food while she's pregnant. Two things about being pregnant. I loved sex and I loved food. Both of those things were absolutely amazing throughout both of my pregnancies, period. Love this girl. (laughs) I love her. But she was angry and she was mean when she was pregnant. The hormones were so real. I love that she admitted it. And I love that she admitted yelling at her sister's co-star, on Zoe 101. Is that what it's called? Zoe 101. Guys, again, I got spray tan brain. Don't, don't come at me. But she yelled, she yelled at a co-star. That is, that's pretty shitty and so funny. I think that's, that's so funny. Sometimes we just need to yell at a sibling's coworker. What are you going to do? She was pregnant. She had to put it somewhere. But Kevin basically started to ignore her, started to ignore her, you guys. And, oh, I wanted to note this, that Brittany had a C-section. Brittany had a C-section. And you know what? She was like, 
I was my, you know, my mom shamed me all the time, never let me forget how she was in the longest labor of all time when she had me. And she was like, but I was terrified of giving birth. So when the doctor said I could have a C-section, I said, yes. I was like, this makes so much sense because Brittany is so sensitive physically, emotionally. Also, like I'm sure being an empath, feeling sometimes I just pass out. I just pass out. Also, sometimes I get feel really nauseous. But sometimes it's just emotional. I just feel too much. I feel very connected. I feel very connected to Brittany in this way. So that also, I was like, oh, there's another thread. We understand. Brittany was like, yeah, of course. Like, I'm doing this this way in the safest way. I also feel like, you know, in a lot of ways, it was redemption for her after she had her abortion and she wanted to go to see a doctor. And she said that they wouldn't let her and she I feel like she's like you know what no this time I'm making a choice for myself and this is how I'm going to do it and I love that she was able to have that opportunity to not write that wrong but to you know to make her own decisions in that way and I love that she talks about not being good at being famous. And she talks about how some people are really good at it and some people have the right disposition for it. And she specifically shouts out JLo on page 124. And guys, we all know this. Hello. No one is better at being famous than Jennifer Lopez. She was born for it. She loves it. She, you you can't take her down. She puts her, her love life out there. She's doing, this is me then, this is me now, then this is me with Ben, this is me with A-Rod, this is me again solo, this is me with my kids, this is me being gorgeous, this is me being gorgeous, period. This is me being gorgeous, period. (laughs) This is me being J-Lo, but she is so good at being famous. Sometimes I'm like, are people exhausted from looking good all the time? Because I know, I call it the full shebang, when I get my hair colored, my hair cut, my eyebrows tinted, sometimes an eyebrow lift. That's not like a surgical thing. That's just a, hey, no shade though. Can't I don't know, the eyes are starting to fall so I can see where that's headed. But you put kind of like, I guess it's like what you would almost like what you put on your hair when you get a perm. But it's something like that. You just, they put this stuff on and then your eyebrows stand up straighter. Well, we all know this now. This is not like, now we all know about this, right? Because of the Selena Gomez, Haley Bieber eyebrow uh, event of of our time. (laughs) wasn't Selena Gomez. We don't know if it was true or not. And they made fun of her eyebrows, but they didn't make fun of her eyebrows. And then everyone was up in arms about it. Anyways, it makes your eyebrows stand up straight. So they look fluffier because I've tried, I've tried, I've tried. I can't get them to grow in. My sister, great eyebrows. Me, not so much. Anyways, I do that. I, you know, get some Crest White Strips. I'm, you know, I get my nails done, I get a spray tan, and at this point I'm broke and I don't have any money for an outfit, so then we're renting the runway because, you know, only only broke gals rent the runway, but I, I love it, I love it. And then 
I mean, what's left? And then I'm exhausted. What's left to give emotionally, you know? And that's, I only do this for for certain things where you do the full, all the all the things. But yeah, like, isn't J-Lo exhausted ever? Like, does she ever want like a day off? I would say, isn't Kim Kardashian ever exhausted? But she's not. Like she, she, but aren't they, don't they ever want to put on like gross, gross pajamas? You know what I mean? Like everybody, and this is, this is why a million, the or reason one million of why I love Britney. She kind of lives an ugly pajama life in the best way. Do you know what I'm saying? Do you know what I'm saying? So I just feel like the fact that she could acknowledge she's never been good at being famous is is everything. It's like it, it it's it's the pain point that all of us can empathize and and say, oh God, our heart breaks for Britney because she has this gift of entertaining all of us in a way that so few have and ever will. No one can come close to being Britney. We have, we have yet to, to have a new piece of talent where we say, oh, she's like a new Britney. Oh, she's like Britney. She's the next Britney. Like when Britney came out, it was like, oh, she's like, she's like Janet. Oh, she's like Madonna. We don't have that. Like you can say like, oh, well, maybe that's a good thing because everyone is their own thing. But it's like Dua Lipa. Amazing. Not Britney. You know, Dua Lipa has been working on her dancing for a long time and it's gotten a lot better, but it's still like, it's not Britney. Even like, like Taylor, Taylor Swift is her own thing. She is Taylor Swift. Okay. Beyonce is her own thing, but they came up together at the same time. Lady Gaga is her own thing, but like there's no one where you're like that, that, whoa, what is this? You can't touch Britney. And yet she is burdened and has from day one this push pull of wanting to be in the spotlight and wanting a private life. It's unlike it's it's unlike any other pop star. It's it's really fascinating because it's very true. It's not like sometimes I need time off. Like we've watched. Come on, we all know. Everyone here has probably watched the Katy Perry doc, the Taylor Swift doc, the Beyonce doc, the um. I'm trying to think who else. I mean, there's so many. Like I've I've watched them. I've watched so many of these, and even like Sean, the Sean Mendez doc. Yes, they get tired or they miss home and their friends and this and that. And Lady Gaga had health issues, and you know Katy Perry. It was filmed during the end of her marriage with Russell Brand, but it's not this. I just keep calling. Is this even a thing? Like a pain point. Is this a, I don't know if it's a thing, but it's like this where Brittany is, has this gift and she wants to give it. And at the same exact time, she wants nothing to do with it. And I think for a long time, all of the fans, we really thought it was because of the conservatorship. And we're like, oh, she doesn't want to perform. She's so mad at her dad. She's like, fuck you. I'm not doing this anymore because of that. But really, 
she was having these feelings from the very beginning. I mean, all the way back to Christmas when she was able to come out of the shadows, not be the understudy and play the lead role in Ruthless. And she was like, mom, I want to go home all the way back to the end of the Mickey Mouse Club. And all the other kids are going to LA, New York. And she's like, mom, I want to go home to Louisiana. This it's all here. It's all here. After the kids are born, Kevin just ignores Brittany. He starts focusing on his own music career. We're going to put that in quotes. And Brittany is so nice to him in this book. She's like, it's great. A lot of so many like little things she says, like, you know, he was putting a lot into it. He was having his own thing. It was great. But she paints the picture of this scene of going to see him at the recording studio. And she's looking at him through a window. She can see him. He can't see her. And she's got the bodyguard. And I think she said one of the kids was with her as a baby. And she looks through and they're like smoking weed and they're drinking and having a good time. And she's like, I've seen what I need to see. Take me home. And that's where we end at the end of chapter 20. And things are about to take a turn, you guys. Things are about to take a turn. Thank you so much for joining me as I just really talk at all of you. I love this so much. This is my my own personal book club. And I could not be having more fun hearing from all of you in the DMs. Um, on Instagram, I'm at Jennifer Zaborowski. Please keep messaging me. Um, I am uh, tomorrow. I, I will be on a travel day and I'll be writing all of you back next week. We will start at chapter 21. I cannot wait. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next week. Powered by ACAST.